As we uh, begin this new sermon series, uh, each week we're going to be diving into a story from the Gospels, a story of Jesus, where Jesus asks a question, right, to the people that are gathered around him. Um, but it's a question, I think, each time that Jesus is also asking us, right, the people gathered here. So today uh, in our story, it opens with Jesus uh, headed out uh, with his disciples away, like out into the wilderness, right? Um, but he has been preaching and working and teaching and healing for a while now. And so people have heard about him and what he has done. Um, and so... So they go off by themselves, uh, but that doesn't last very long because before too long, here comes this crowd uh, that is seeking Jesus out. And we don't know, you know, who's in the crowd. We don't know the details of those 5,000 people's lives that went out there to find Jesus that day. But we can imagine, right, that something going on inside of them or with them or around them made them make that journey to just have the chance to see this one that everybody's been talking about, right? And they're wanting to head out to Jesus because they've heard, you know, what Jesus has been up to. And Jesus has been healing people um, and setting people free. And every time Jesus does that in the Gospels, if you pay attention, um, Jesus isn't concerned with just the primary thing that is in front of him. Um, he, isn't, he, he doesn't just see what's obviously wrong about a person, right? But he sees the whole person, um, everything about them inside and out. And Jesus wants to offer healing and love and wholeness to every person he encounters. And so he might uh, cause a person uh, who hasn't been able to walk for forever, he might tell them to stand up and take their mat and walk uh, so that they can walk again. But he's also concerned about what's going on the inside too. And so at the same time, he might say, you know, you are forgiven uh, for everything uh, that you've done. It's been hurtful uh, to the people around you or been hurtful to yourself, right? And so this crowd uh, has gathered and there came uh, to him uh, for that, for some kind of healing. Whole, you know, they're seeking him out. Uh, but he's also concerned not just uh, with the ailments and the things that they come to him with. He's also concerned that... Uh, they make sure and give these people something to eat, right? That they're fed that day. Because for Jesus, it's always everything. It's always our whole selves, the whole person, right? And so as the crowd um, is coming towards him and his disciples, he asks uh, his disciples this question, where will we buy food to feed these people, right? And y'all, it's, you know, 2,000 years ago in the middle of nowhere, so there's nowhere, right, around them that they can go to buy food. There's not a pizza hut around the corner that they can, like, order food for all these people. Like, it's obvious, like, there's, there's, there's not a good answer to this question, right? And so the disciples answer him really honestly, right? They're looking out at a sea of humanity, 5,000 people. It's hard to imagine, right? And Philip says to him, 
you know, Philip, who has left everything to follow him, right, has left his own livelihood behind. He says, even a half year salary that I don't have anymore because I am following you, even a half year salary wouldn't be enough to give um, all of these people just, just a little bit, let alone to actually feed, you know, feed them and fill them up, right? And then Andrew um, has found a young man, a young boy that has five loaves and a couple fish with him. And he's like, well, you know, here's these five loaves and these two fish. That's hardly going to even feed us, let alone all these people. What good? What good is that going to do in the face of a crowd like this? He asks. And those questions the disciples ask feel real to me, right? Because if we look around us, uh, there is plenty of need and hunger uh, in our world today. There is plenty of people hurting, plenty of people uh, that need physical things, people that need food or housing or clothing, right? Like people that need their just basic necessities taken care of. Uh, same is true when we look around and we go on that inside piece, right? There are plenty of people who are hurting, uh, who feel isolated and alone, disconnected. When we look out around us, maybe even when we look within us, right? There is all of this need. And we look at what we have to offer. And it just seems so small in comparison, right? Like, what what could this little tiny bit do in the face of all that, right? Even if, if we gave everything we had, it, would, it wouldn't even be a drop in the bucket, Philip says, right? And that feels real, standing right here uh, in the world today. And yet, Jesus takes that really small, meager offering made by, you know, a young one that was in the crowd that day. Five loaves and two fishes. Two fishes. That's not a word, y'all. It's two fish. Let's just make sure we all are on the same page. Five loaves, two fish, right? And he gives thanks to God for them. And, and then he breaks that bread, and he starts to feed people. And at that point in the scripture, you know, before then, there's just all of this, like, how, there's not enough, um, just a little bit. There's all of these words that are just speak to the scarcity, right? There's all of this need, and we have so little. Like, how could we even begin to help? How could we begin to feed people? And then Jesus grabs hold of that meager offering, and suddenly everything changes in the text, right? Uh, Jesus says, hey, have everybody sit down, all 5,000 people, and, and there's plenty of grass, the scripture says, for them to sit upon. And he takes those loaves in his hands, and he breaks them, and he does the same with the fish, and he starts to hand it out. Um, and it says... Uh, that instead of that little bit, 
you know, that Philip uh, was worried they, you know, even if they gave everything they had, you know, not everybody would be able to get a little bit. Instead, in Jesus' hands, these meager offerings, suddenly everybody got as much as they wanted, right? They each had plenty. In fact, they had more than enough uh, because there was more than what they could eat. They were all full, right? Fed, happy, whole. And so Jesus says, let's collect the leftovers because we're not going to waste anything. We don't waste anything. Let's collect the leftovers and save them for the next meal. But there are all these baskets overflowing with this abundance. Jesus asks, where are you going to buy food to feed all these people? He asks this of his disciples then. I think he's asking it of us now, right? Where are you going to buy food to feed all these people? Jesus says to you and I. And it's not just some of the times it's real food to put in people's bellies, right? But where are you going to find what people need to meet people's needs, right? Where are you going to find what is needed so that all of these people might be fed? It's a question for you and I. And we, here in this place, this community, uh, I used to say we were a church of 100. We have two services, right? So I know we're not 100 people tonight. I used to say we're a church of 100. Honestly, now I think it's 120, right? But it's still just us, this small group of people. We look at what we have to offer in the face of all of the needs around us that the physical needs that people have, the emotional, spiritual needs that people have, right, that we're feeling called to respond to. And y'all, it looks small, right, to us. It looks like these meager offerings. And it's just sitting in our hands. But Jesus asks us, you know, where are you going to find what you need to feed these people? Just give it to me, right? Place it in my hands. Just maybe it would become more than enough. We um, are dreaming some big dreams together as a community, right? Um, We've been big and dreaming big dreams since a year and a month ago when we first started gathering here on Sunday nights at 5 o'clock. Um, and we've been hearing and seeing God say to us that there's some really important work for us to be doing right here. We're doing it right now <laughs> as we speak, as we welcome people into this space and worship together. Um, but we've been talking about how we're hearing God call us to transform this place into the center of community life, right? Where people can gather and love can flourish without constraints, right? That this can be a community gathering space uh, where people can connect and be fed and can um, know that they are loved, right? They can have relationships that are real and deep. They're face-to-face 
in a world where there's so much loneliness and isolation and disconnection, where there's so many people who do not know just how loved they are and are suffering because they do not know just how loved they are. God has been helping us see some big dreams for this place, right? And um, for the first time, I think, ever in my time with you, uh, when I think about those big dreams and like what it might take to get there, I don't, I don't have any fear about that anymore. And I used to, you know, I used to worry, like, how are we going to get the money or how are we going to find the people and how, you know, how, like, how could we even begin to contemplate? It's just us, like, how, how would this work? But I'm not afraid anymore. I get the disciples' questions. They feel real to me, but they aren't my questions anymore. Um, because I've just seen too many times where we put some stuff in Jesus' hands and let the Spirit's power move, and suddenly everything we need, right, is right in front of us. And so as I think about where we are headed as a community and as I think about the big visions that God has for us, I'm excited to step in uh, into this year of life that we're about to embark on, just to continue to step forward um, into the work that God has for us in this place. And as we've been thinking about what that looks like and how we're going to talk about it in the year ahead, um, we've been using this language that's about to come up on the screen. Um, that we're called to live this life together, right? Um, and to... Uh, do the work that God uh, has for us in this place together. And so the first piece of that is the belong, right? That we belong to God and to one another. You know, when I look out upon, um, stick on belong for a minute. When I look out uh, upon uh, you here, every single one of you, like, and I, I mean, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking about your name and your story and why you're here and how you got here and the fact that you're in this room tonight, right? Every single one of you. You're supposed to be here. You're not here by accident. You belong here. God wants you here. God needs you here. I want you here. I need you here. We belong to each other, right? We're supposed to be here. God has brought us together at this time in this place for a purpose. We belong to God and we belong to each other. And God has called us together uh, to do some important ministry and work in our world in this place. We belong. Right? You belong. You matter. So trusting in God's provision and the Spirit's power, we share of what we have. Um, we trust that God is going to provide uh, what is needed. 
And so we share of what we have, and we trust that even though what we have may seem really small, it may seem like five loaves and a couple of fish in the face of a sea of need, right? We trust that somehow in Jesus' hands and through the Spirit's power, the meager offerings that we have to make, you know, the offerings of our time of showing up here and being present to each other, the offerings of our gifts um, and our talents and our leadership in this place, right? The offerings of our resources, the things that support the ministry in this life. Like, we offer what we have, and it may feel small in the face of all of the need that we see around us, but we offer what we have, and in Jesus' capable hands, somehow, it becomes enough. Y'all, it becomes more than enough. And I've just witnessed this over and over and over again. That God just provides exactly what we need right when we need it. That I don't, I don't worry about this anymore, right? Um, we recently, um, our dear Kelly, I know, sorry, yep, hi Kelly, hi. Kelly decided to step down um, from her role uh, as our staff person in the office, um, and did that and offered us this incredible gift of saying, I just want to dive into the community of life and has taken on really important leadership roles, offering like her time and her talents to us, which is amazing. And then um, I was panicking when Kelly told me she was quitting, y'all. I broke into hysterical sobs in the chair across from her, which was super unprofessional of me as her boss, but that's what I did, right? Sobbing hysterically, I had fear. I just told you I didn't have fear. In that moment, I had a little fear, like, what am I going to do without my Kelly, right? <laughs> Thankfully, I don't have to live without my Kelly. She's still here. And then within, like, a week, God just drops two people into our laps, um, Lindsay and Janine. These super capable, wonderfully competent, beautiful women who hear about the vision for where God is leading us and are just, like, inspired and enlivened by it and want to be a part of it, right? And so it becomes clear, like, they're supposed to be here. Just like you're all supposed to be here as I'm talking to them and having conversations with them. I'm like, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be part of the team. But I don't know how I'm going to pay you. Like, um, we're going to have to create a new position. I just don't, I don't know how it's all going to work, but I know you're supposed to be here. And so we're going to try to figure this out, right? And so uh, our personnel team and I put together a proposal to put before our session, um, and we were increasing the position, and so there's costs related to that. And, you know, it's that how question, like, where, how are we going to pay for this, right? And um, the day before uh, we go to present the proposal, where we're going to be asking them to kind of take this leap of faith, because uh, we don't know where the money's going to come from. It's not in our budget, right? I sit down with our treasurer because he's wanting to meet with me. And for a couple years now, our church has been working to pay down our debt on our building. We have a big mortgage that we've been working to pay our debt down on. Um, and we chose to do that just a little bit at a time. Um, so we have 6,000 square feet that are mortgaged here. And we divided what was left of our debt, about $535,000, into those 600 square feet. Don't do the math because it might not be exactly accurate. But it works out. It works out to about $89 a square foot. 
And so we've been inviting, you know, we've had fundraisers. Bree made a couple pies that got us a few square feet, right? Like we, I mean, just like little by little, we've been like chopping away at our debt. $89 at a time, which $89 in the face of $535,000 looks a lot like five loaves and two fish, amen? Right? Tiny. But our debt that was $540,000 is now less than $390,000. And the day before I'm to go to the session and say, okay, these people are supposed to be here. I don't know how we're going to pay them, but, but we need to have them here, right? Rob says he needs to meet with me, our treasurer, and he sits me down. And uh, churches don't get fixed rate mortgages. That just doesn't happen for churches. We're too risky. <laughs> so we get adjusted, adjustable rate mortgages, right? So our, our mortgage rate, our interest rate adjusts every three years. And our three years was up. It's been six years on this mortgage. And our rate went up. It went from 3.68% to 4%. Um, but because we had been paying down on the principal on our mortgage, they reamortized the loan. And our payment, even though our rate went up, our payment went down. And Rob's telling me this news, and he's calculating the difference between what we used to have to pay and what we're going to pay now. And it is almost exactly, it's just a little short, of the money we need to hire the people that God has dropped into our lap, right? Provision. Provision. All these 89 and sometimes smaller than that, you know, you buy a $5 slice of pie at the pie auction, it goes in the tiller towards our square foot. All of these tiny little meager offerings, right, have added up and suddenly in the hands of Christ, it's exactly what we need in this moment, right, to do what God um, is asking us to do, right, to move forward in this vision for where God is heading, uh, heading with us. Trusting in God's provision and the Spirit's power, we share of what we have because we belong to God and we belong to one another and we're all here for a purpose, so we share of what we have and somehow in all of our sharing, it is more than enough to do what God wants to do in and through this place. And that allows us to grow. We grow in faith. And we grow in purpose. As together with God, we grow the beloved community in this world. Y'all, I used to be afraid. I used to worry about our budget. I used to worry about how it was going to be enough. I used to worry about how could we possibly get. I'm not afraid anymore. My faith and my trust has grown because I've just watched this happen over and over and over again. I've just watched God provide, right? The more we belong, the more we share, the more we're in it together, the more we see God at work, the more our faith grows. And we grow in purpose, right? Every week, I get to encounter somebody. And I get to hear a lot more of these stories than you do. But I get to encounter somebody whose life is different because they get to live it as part of this community. Every week, I get, to, I get to have a conversation. I get to hear a story. I get to watch 
a little six-year-old who makes his birthday gifts at his birthday party go to the food pantry instead of presents for himself. I, get, I just get to see the impact it has on the people that are gathered here. God, the difference it makes being a part of life here. We grow in faith as we grow in purpose, as together we grow the beloved community in this world. Life together. Belong, share, grow. Life together. Jesus asks us, where are you going to find what you need to feed all these people? But he already knows the answer to the question, right? Everything we need will be provided. Everything we need is right here as we live this life together. Amen. Amen. Amen.